Coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs, let's do a little Black Friday shopping across the league. Who are some bargain deals that Dallas could go after and not pay the biggest price to get, but somebody that can make a big difference on this current Mavs team on today's Locked on Mavs. And this is Locked on Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to lockdown maps this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris contributed at maps.com studio 41 corner three on 97 one the freak and today i'm not joined by nick because nick is enjoying family at thanksgiving and uh i'm going to talk about some black friday shopping because uh yeah, I'm not going through all the deals at the hangar and stuff right now uh, at the Dallas Mavs shop. But I am going to talk about some bargain deals across the league. Who are some uh, Who are some players that Dallas could uh, try to target uh, on the trade market uh, over the coming weeks and uh, try to catch a good deal, but somebody that can make a difference on this team? This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed Embedded therapist available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you know the drill. Anything below, but actually, I have a question for you. If the Mavericks could trade for anybody right now, not having to use their first round picks, let me put that caveat on there. Um, who who would you want them to target? Who is a realistic player that you're like, hey, um, it's not a swing for the fences type player because that's going to require every asset you have, all the first you can trade and all of that. I'm not talking about that because when you go out shopping on Black Friday, you're not going out through like, you're looking for deals. You're looking for the best prices. Something that you could buy at a cheap cost, but you're like, man, I'm going to get the best bang for my buck on this. It's probably a weird saying, but I don't know. I've heard that saying my entire life. I'm going to use it again. So who's a player? Leave it in the comments below on YouTube. Drop a player's name that you would want Dallas to trade for, but not give up their first round picks. Be realistic. Come on. I, which I know this is kind of hard asking. Um, you know, don't write Steph Curry. Say, hey, that's a good one. I don't think we'll have to give up a first. Just put Bertons and Tim in there and we get Steph. You, you guys know the drill, or at least I hope you do. Um, Real quick before we get into some uh, trade stuff. Now that we're like a day removed from that Nuggets game, are you more frustrated or less? Because typically I try to just shut the door on, on things. I'm like, all right, let's move on. Boston's coming up Wednesday. And um, I haven't got to move on from this one. This one's so frustrating to me. Um, I didn't get to talk about, I recorded last night before uh, the Christian Wood quote came out. Tim McMahon uh, tweeted it out that uh, he talked to Christian Wood uh, after the game and said, uh, remember, Christian Wood played 17 minutes in that game and uh, didn't take a ton of shots, five points in the game. Wood said, uh, told McMahon, I would love to play more. I've voiced that several times, but I just play my role. Um, Wood obviously wants to play more. Him uh, saying on record there that, hey, I've, I've voiced that many times. 
Um, I'm sure he has. I'm sure him and his representation has uh, voiced that several times about how he should be playing more. And um, you kind of don't blame him in a sense of wanting to play more. I think every player in the league would want to play more. Um, but no, that's just uh, obviously a situation I have been uh, watching for a while and I will continue to watch uh, as this moves uh, forward. Um, one of the other sentiments that came out that Nick and I were DMing a little bit about today, but you know, is this looking at the roster and saying, man, we need this player. You know, if we would have had this player, we would have beaten Denver. We, we would have, um, you know, looking at kind of now I agree that does this roster, how it currently looks right now, is this roster going to take you to the finals? I do not believe that. Um, this talent, you know, this roster needs, um, trying to be nice with the words or, you know, a, a little, a little bit of upgrading at certain spots. Th that's the best way to say, it, you know, um, but the, the whole notion of, Hey, I'm just going to blame just the lack of talent on, you know, on this roster for that nuggets loss. I I'm not here for that because they should win games like that. This isn't about. Man, they should they shouldn't have had to have X, Y, and Z on the roster. Whenever you're playing a Nuggets team that's missing Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon, like you should beat that team. You have enough talent to beat that team. So uh, I actually think coaching should be held a little bit more uh, accountable for <laughs> loses like this because from a fan base, from you know media and all of that. So anyway. That's my notion. That's my that's my my way of saying it. Of the more and more I've looked at it, um, it's just like, yeah, this there's no excuse for them to lose a game like that. So I, I think you have to um you have to look in the mirror. And Jason Kidd did that. And um, you have to look in the mirror if you're Jason Kidd. That's what I was finished my sentence there. And uh it sounds like you did. So there you go. Let's see uh what happens with the Celtics uh coming up on Wednesday night. The day before Thanksgiving, let's see if the Mavericks can bounce back for a win. So let's get into some, uh, let's get into shopping around the league. How many of you actually enjoy Black Friday shopping? Like in real life, like not, not trade machine. I don't really enjoy it that much. I don't enjoy big crowds. So I'm like, hey, my wife, you can go out and do the shopping. Go for it. Um, now, you know, the, Internet world is just spoiling everyone because I don't know about you guys, but I remember as like a kid or high school or something, man, we had to go up certain time, camp out, wait for this new gaming system to come out or whatever it is. And yeah, those were the days for or brand new TV. But now it's just like, all right, cool. Like I'll I'll check Amazon maybe and then just kind of go from there. But um hats off to you guys who are fighting the crowds and much much thoughts and prayers to everyone listening to this working in retail. My, uh, my hat is tipped to you. I worked in retail for a long time during my college years. And, uh, I will always respect you guys who work retail during the holidays. All right, let's do this. Let's look around the league. Let's look at some names. Um, I'm just going to say real quick, the third segment of this podcast, I'm going to talk about one big trade an actual trade, a three team trade that, um, I could see Dallas like entertaining and just go from there. 
uh, in both the teams. I'll kind of break that, that that whole trade down in the third segment. But let's talk about some names off the top. So the whole premise of this, like I was saying, is who are some names across the league that their trade value is down, but if they got to Dallas, it's a little bit different than what we did the other day. The other day, Nick was um, operating with the premise of who's a, who's a player that they could trade for, and then that that player breaks out in Dallas like an OG Ananobi. This isn't that. This is this is a player. I'm looking at players across the league that I'm saying, all right, Dallas could trade for the, one of these players, and it's kind of considered a buy low, and it doesn't require a first round pick from Dallas. So that's that's kind of what I was operating under. And it's kind of hard here and there because I also want difference makers. Like I could look on here and be like, you know what? I think they could get Kim Birch for uh, not a first. Yes, they could probably get Kim Birch without giving up a first. But is he going to really change the whole dynamic of this team? I don't think so. And I don't think all of these guys are pushing them to the finals. But I think some of these names could at least be in the rotation and have an impact on the team. So with that being said, man, I just teased that really hard. And y'all are going to hate me now. Let's do a quick break and then we'll be uh we'll be right back to throw some names at you. This podcast is brought to you by Turo. I said this not too long ago, but for my birthday a few weeks ago, my wife surprised me. She's like, "Hey, I got you something. It's super random, but we pulled up into this driveway of a condo. This lady walked out and she's like, "I my wife looked at me and said, I rented you a Tesla for the day. I'm like, how do you even rent a Tesla for the day? And she's like, I did it through this app, through this uh, company called Turo. It's the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it from, a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Shout out to Kane. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event or a birthday. Shout out to me. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Go to Turo.com for all of the fun stuff. If you want. For the largest car sharing marketplace. There you go. What a great ending to an ad. All right. I'm back. Let's do this. Let's talk about some names. Uh, so smaller names are off the top. I, I think you could probably uh, call up Detroit right now and say, hey, I'm interested in Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks. And uh, I don't think they're hanging up the phone. Tough season. I was really high on Detroit. I say really high. I thought they was going to be fighting for a play-in spot. Kate Cunningham um, is hurt. Looks like he's going to be out for a while. And um, yeah, they, man, they're just not good defensively. But you know what? Just tank for Wimby. Try to pair... Uh, Old Victor there with Cade, and you got something special in the East for a very long time. So, uh, Nerlens, Alec Burks, vets on a Detroit team that they're probably going to be just giving those guys away at some point uh, in, this season or before February. I think both of those guys could have a role, especially if Dallas makes some other moves and they're in need of a center. Uh, the irony of Luca playing like good basketball and bringing out the best of Nerlens Noel and Dallas would just be hilarious. And uh, it would be kind of fun because on paper, New Orleans would actually fit well with Luca. So anyway, not big difference makers. I got to take a drink because uh, my throat's getting scratchy. So bear with me. You can just watch me. If you're on YouTube, you can just watch me take a drink right now. Let's do this. 
I don't know what's going on with Robert Covington uh, for the Clippers. It feels like he's the odd man out. We've talked about him. Uh, it feels like a million times when it comes to potential Mavericks targets. Uh, but he is a wing that I'm like, you know what? Should they make the call? We can always add another wing to the rotation. But if he's not playing, I should I shouldn't say that. I was saying if he's not playing for the Clippers, then should we be interested? The Clippers are a really deep team, so maybe. Um, we have talked about the Westbrook situation a million times, <clears throat> literally a million times. There are scenarios that if I'm Dallas, like one, no one's no, no team receiving a Westbrook contract is going to be giving up any type of first round pick. So there you go. That's why I threw it in there. Um, and I do think there's some, some scenarios in which Dallas could actually, no, I'm just taking that off. Sorry. Cause I'm not going to talk myself into the basketball wise and do the whole spill. How do you know, bring her us here, bring him off the bench. And there's, that would be a, if they traded for Westbrook, it would be probably a money thing getting off long-term money on your, you know, on your books. And then I'm just, there's no way on earth. I would be sitting there trying to convince myself of any expectations of Westbrook, man. If he just, if he bought into the six man role on this team, he'd just kill it. Uh, cool. I'm just not going to talk myself into it. Whatever we've got from Westbrook, if that case uh, played or happens, it would just be like icing on the cake. Let's talk about Mike Conley real quick. Utah's in this super weird spot. I didn't think they were going to be good along with everybody else in the world. Uh, they're pretty good right now. Really good right now. Uh, Laurie Markin's having a big time year. Mike Conley avoided uh, this uh, kind of injury scare the other day, but um, Seems like he's going to be fine. He is due around $20 million this year. He has another like 20 uh, next year. Uh, so he's guaranteed around this like 20 mark this year and next year. There's no option. There's no non-guarantee or anything on the next year uh, spot of that. He's 35. He looked cooked in the playoffs. Um, you look at his three-point percentage right now, and it's like, all right, not too bad. Uh, shooting 39% from three, roughly five threes a game right now in the 2022-23 season. Last year, he shot 41%. Year before that, 41%. Year before that, 37%. He's been a pretty dang good three-point shooter his entire career, but he is older. We know this. So I put him on there because, one, I don't think he's he's kind of in the spot of like, you know, I think Utah would love to get a first-round pick for him. I think if they traded Clarkson right now, they would get a first-round pick, especially close to the deadline. If they trade Mike Conley right now, you're not getting a first-round pick from Mike Conley. And that's where I think the role and value of what Conley could bring to Dallas coming off the bench, I think could be could be really valuable to them. I just don't know what that trade package looks like because Utah is going to look at it and say, all right, if you're not giving me a first-round pick that I don't want to take on longer-term money than what we're you know due to pay Conley next year. So I've seen some people throw out like, hey, Bertons for Conley. It's like, they're not going to pay another year, an extra year of Bertons unless you throw some draft compensation on top of that. I don't know if second round picks are worth you know enough to do that. So I don't know what the exact deal is for that and unless you start getting into the, the expiring contracts of Dwight Powell, Christian Wood and all that. And I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just not giving Christian Wood up in a deal for Mike, for Mike Conley. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm all here for the third ball handler. I think Mike Conley as the the third ball handler creator off the bench would play a good role as a vet, all of that. That's why I put him on this list because I think it would be a buy low type of uh, player that could have a good impact on this team. Um, 
<clears throat> let's bring up these three shooting guards real quick because I don't think actually I know the other two Evan Fournier Duncan Robinson you're not having to give up a first round pick for those guys the only question you're asking is if you're the Mavericks do you want to pay one of those two players and Tim Hardaway at the same time uh, because it's a little little Spider-Man meme-ish with Evan Fournier and Tim Hardaway pointing at each other saying, hey, I'm a two-guard. I like to jack up shots. No, I'm a two-guard, and I like to jack up shots. Um, both shoot it well from the outside. So I, having both of them on the same team, it would be weird. Uh, Duncan Robinson, I would say, is a little bit different than those other two guys because I think the other two guys can create you know better than than duncan can but but both those dudes have long-term money on the books and that's the <clears throat> that's the thing of like yeah it's not gonna give up you're not gonna have to give up a first to get one of them but dang do you want to eat up eat up your cap to, is it worth it and yeah you could entertain like tim swaps for that but it's like yeah, I'm sure. Put in the comments, like, who's better, Evan Fournier or Tim Hardaway Jr.? Who's better, Tim Hardaway or Duncan Robinson? Like, I, th I would still take Tim over Duncan Robinson, probably. So, I, I don't. That that's the type of stuff that I, I don't think it would take a first. But I'm not. I don't know if they even go in this category, kind of like. I guess you could because I guess you could pay it like a a cheaper cost for it, Evan Fournier, and then he comes into Dallas and shoots like forty three percent from three, and you're like, wow, we got him for almost free, but we actually took on his money. Uh, Eric Gordon is really intriguing to me, just for the fact that there is a world that he could cost a little bit more than those other two guys because he has a shorter term deal, and it could be one of those things where Houston carries him until the trade deadline, and we all know. Deadlines make deals. And once you get closer to the deadline, that's when all these teams like the Jazz and the Rockets and the Pistons of the world are like, all right, well, we have this coveted asset that a lot of you playoff teams want. Uh, give up, a, give us a first-round pick if you really want him. And I could see them doing that with Eric Gordon. I got to look at his three-point percentage this year. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's awesome. Don't quote me on that, even though I know you will. Actually, look it up. Prove me wrong. <clears throat> so I'm not the biggest fan. I think if we just lump Conley into some of those other guys, I think Conley's one of those dudes where I'm still like, eh, there's a scenario in which I think we could buy low on Mike Conley and not have to give a first round pick. And I'd be really interested in getting him. Let's talk about Derek Rose for a second. We've gotten multiple tweets, got some DMS just asking me, Hey, what do you think about Derek Rose as a third ball handler off the bench? I'm uh, sure. There you go, point blank. I mean, he's he's 34, um, a vet, respected vet around the league, makes $14.5 million this year. Um, his contract for next year is not fully guaranteed. So, um, you know, it's one of those non-guaranteed things. I mean, it, it, like a lot of things, it depends on the, on the price. But if we're talking about guys that I think that, you know, it's not going to cost a first-round pick, I don't think he's playing well enough to – uh, warrant a first round pick. You look at some of his stats this year, they're pretty good, you know, across the board. It's like, all right, he's, he's not playing. Uh, I say pretty good relative. He's not playing at, you know, all-star level. He's not, he doesn't look washed. So, um, you know, if New York, if it, if you're New York, what are you wanting back? Are you wanting a win now type of player? Do you care about eating into your future cap space and all of that? Because obviously they can carry, carry carry Derrick Rose the rest of the year and then not guarantee, you know, most of that contract for next year. 
But yeah, I'd be down. I think he would fit on this team. I think he would be a, a good uh, third ball handler off the bench. And if you're going to get him for free, basically, then I think it's a, a pretty solid deal if, if it's Dallas um, wanting to take that swing and saying, hey, we want to upgrade that spot. There you go. There's my Derrick Rose stuff. I'm not, you know, <clears throat> I'm not trying to fly up to New York and um, talk to Leon Rose, you know, every day about Derrick Rose. But um, sure, if they if they make the if they make the deal, I'm not uh, I'm not. I guess we'll do emergency pod. Sure, we would do it because it's hashtag content. Uh, let's take a quick break and then I'll tell you uh, one guy that I think they should be calling about right now that's having um, not the best of seasons. And then I'll get to my uh, trade in the third segment. This podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Any of you guys out there own a small business, then you know it's kind of hard to find some solid good help. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So go to LinkedIn Jobs, add your job, and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA, all one word, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's do this. Um, another guy that I was wanting to get to uh, a little bit, Alex Caruso. So you're like, hey, why would why would Chicago trade him? <clears throat> why would Chicago do anything right? I, I don't know what Chicago is. You know, Lonzo's been hurt for a lot of the season. I don't know when he's coming back. You know, they did the whole, we're going to sign Goran Dragic and promise him 25 minutes a night. They have Alex Caruso. They have Zach Levine. They have DeMar DeRozan. They have Io, um, who I really like. Like, they have a ton of guards on their team. You look at Caruso, he's 28 uh, years old. He is due $9 million this year. He's 9.4 next year, and then 9.8 after that. So what if they looked at it and said, hey, we have too many guards. Lonzo's going to be coming back at some point. Even if we wanted to trade Lonzo, his value isn't very good right now. Um, Caruso would fit really dang good on this team because not only could he be the third uh, playmaker, creator, whatever you want to say for that off the bench, but he's a really good defender. And uh, I would just really like his fit on this team. I think it would be an underrated move uh, for Dallas. And I want to believe, and I know, tell me I'm wrong. I know you'll tell me in the comments that I'm wrong. I want to believe that they could possibly get him without giving up a first-round pick. Um, now, what's the cost of that? Uh, if you're if you're a Mavs fan listening to this, there's probably not many people. The, the demographic of people listening to this that's not Mavs fans, I would say, pretty slim um would you trade maxi straight up for caruso would you trade josh green would you trade um fill in the blank you know for for caruso would it be 
would Chicago do something like Dwight Powell in a couple of seconds if they wanted some front court help uh, behind Vooch and they weren't in love with the Andre Drummond experience? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm just throwing out stuff. I'm throwing out random salary uh, ranges there for that Caruso nine to ten million dollars. Uh, I just know Caruso would fit really well on this team. And um, man, I think if they bought low, if his value was lower, and they're looking at it, it's like, man, I don't know uh, how he's gonna uh, how he's gonna age over the next few years. I don't. If they just wanted to swap swap him out for another rotation piece, then um, I'd be really interested. I think he'd make a difference in Dallas. All right, let's talk about this. Um, actually, man, I didn't even get to some of these younger guys. Uh, let me just throw these names out real quick, and then I'll get to the trade. Uh, three young guys that I think Dallas could buy, air quote, buy low on. Mo Bamba, P.J. Washington, and dang, I just did the whole Chicago rotation there. I didn't even mention Kobe White. Um, <clears throat> somebody tweeted at me today and said, um, man, why are, you even, why are you on Kobe White so much? I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. And they, they post this three-point percentage uh, right now before, <laughs> during the season. And, uh, yeah, it's not great. You know, he's played in uh, eight games this season. He's shooting 29% from three. Hey, I get it. As a cold tweet, I know. I One, I haven't been all on board about Kobe White coming to Dallas. I've just mentioned him as a possibility because I think he is a, buy, a super buy-low player that Chicago would get rid of. Um, but also – Last year, he attempted almost six threes a game, and he shot 39% from three. Pretty dang good. Year before that, he attempted 6.6 threes a game, 36% from three. Not too bad. So uh, I want to say that I would take the overall um, portion. Sure, since we're Thanksgiving week, we're talking about portions. The overall portion of his three-point uh, percentage and say, I think I'll believe in that a little bit more than the eight games that he's played in this year, shooting 29% from three. Uh, you know, he's a bigger point guard. Uh, I want to say he's you know, a better defender than uh, what we would have right now coming off the bench in that spot. As a 6'5 guard, uh, you'd be taking a little bit of swing of like, hey, let's just like figure him out. What it, you see if he fits, go from there. And I don't think it costs a first round a first round pick. So <clears throat> I'd be really interested in uh, the swing of Kobe White. I obviously would want somebody better. Uh, because I think I think there are definitely some better options out there, but if it came down to it and it's like, hey, it's a you know it's a very buy low trade, then sure. Mo Bamba, um, what's his future in Orlando? But is it, is it literally just Bull Bull and uh, that's it right now? Bull Bull, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, what's his future? And then I've always been a big PJ Washington fan. I say big, but I, I have some stock on the island of PJ Washington coming out of the draft out of Kentucky. And I like him. Both him and Bama are just still just 24. Bama obviously has an extension that he signed or a new contract. PJ Washington uh, needs a new extension coming up at some point. So uh, just some interesting younger guys that's like, hey, if they bought low, uh, could they reach the next level of their career in Dallas? All right, let's talk about this trade real quick. Uh, here you go. <clears throat> Three-team trade. D'Angelo Russell to the Mavs. Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway to the Charlotte Hornets. So Isaac, why? Um, who's the first team that says no to that? Once again, let me say it again. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway to Charlotte Hornets. This is a fake trade, by the way. Don't clip this. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway to the Hornets. Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre to the Timberwolves. And D'Angelo Russell to the Mavs. Uh, let's do the Mavs angle real quick. 
<clears throat> slight hesitation with this deal. I'm not saying I would do this deal. I'm just saying, oh, if this deal happened tomorrow, if Shams or Woj tweeted this tomorrow and said, hey, blockbuster trade, here's a three-team trade going down, swapping out some pieces here and there, interchanging some pieces, I would at least get it if I'm covering the mass. I mean, oh, okay, I get this. I see I see what Dallas is doing. You say, hey, why would Dallas do this? Why would they swap out Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood for one offensive player and D'Angelo Russell? Well, one, you get your... Uh, solidified third ball handler at that spot. Do you want to start D'Angelo Russell, move Dinwiddie back to the bench, or bring Russell off the bench as this six-man Jordan Clarkson type of role? You could do that. That's one way to look at it. You have your solidified guy. You have three ball handlers on the team. Another way you could look at it and say, hey, you get off the long-term money of, of Tim Hardaway Jr. at this point, right? Like D'Angelo Russell is an expiring $30 million contract. So you instantly open up cap space going into next year. The other angle to this is Christian Wood just played 17 minutes. What's his future on this team? Because if this doesn't, if the ship doesn't write soon, um, do you think Christian Wood's going to resign here next year? Um, yeah. So if you if you think Christian Wood uh, is not a part of your future plans, then that's another part of this trade too of why you could swap him. Yeah. Why would Minnesota do this? Well, if you haven't noticed, Minnesota hasn't looked the best this season when you look at the fits with the roster. I think it's more of the, the bigs problem, but they could go the point guard route and say, all right, could we turn D'Angelo Russell into two pieces, get a new point guard in here to help run the team and maybe a little bit better defender? That's enter Terry Rozier. You know how much I love Terry Rozier. Uh, maybe Rozier would be a better fit for them running the offense. Uh, getting some other guys. I know he's a he's a bucket getter like D'Angelo Russell, but he's a better defender. Maybe they need that uh, more at the point guard spot. They also add the expiring contract of Kelly Oubre uh, to the rotation. You're like, all right, you get another body to play on the wing. Charlotte Hornets, there's also the D'Angelo Russell expiring contract conversation for Minnesota. If they don't think that they're going to resign him, maybe uh, it inspires them to look around for a trade deal too. Say, hey, why would the Charlotte Hornets trade Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre for Tim Hardaway and Christian Wood? Well, one, they could take the swing on Christian Wood and say, all right, we're not a great team this year. Let's give Christian Wood a lot of reps. Let's have him start at center. Let's do this thing. Like, let's feed him. And who knows? He could be our future center on the team. And then you're basically swapping out Terry Rozier and Tim Hardaway. Um, I, I don't really have a big case for that outside of, I think Tim's contract's maybe a year shorter um, but you get a great locker room presence, a vet, a you know, a shooting guard to play alongside LaMelo and those guys. So there you go. Not a perfect trade. I don't know who says no first. Um, because I honestly see kind of the pros and cons of both of both sides. The con for Dallas would be, man, you're consolidating. You sometimes your offense looks stagnant. Now you're consolidating two offensive guys off your bench into one. And uh I, I think if Dallas did a trade like this. I would say, all right, do we got another trade under our belt <laughs> uh, to help the rotation just a little bit? But the pro of it would be you do add a dynamic score in D'Angelo Russell to where like, all right, now we go back to having the three uh, creators, ball handlers, and it's a guy that's on an expiring contract. So there you go. <sighs> that was a rapid fire. I barely have a voice now at this point. Um, yeah, let's hop back on here tomorrow. Here's the thing. You made it to the end of the pod. Shoot a question. Shoot a question. I think tomorrow I'll do a classic mailbag with uh, Nick out uh, with family. I'll do a, a classic mailbag. Try to answer some of your questions. I'll pop a question on Twitter. But if you want to shoot me a DM on Twitter, uh, you want to leave a question in the comments, 
I'll try to uh, get a big running list of, of questions going. If you want to do outside of basketball, you can do outside of basketball too. Um, if you, I know some of you are dying for my TV show takes, that's a joke. A lot of you hate my TV show takes, but uh, yeah, send, send me stuff and uh, programming notes. We'll have a pod tomorrow, which is yes. The day of the Boston Celtics game. Uh, we'll have a post game pod after the Celtics game that will come out Wednesday night slash Thursday morning before as everyone's kick, cooking their food for Thursday. And then there'll be no show on Friday. Sorry, I'm not going to record on Thanksgiving Day. I think you will. Uh, I think you will survive and you can listen to this podcast. Share it with somebody because it's Black Friday. A lot of you guys will be shopping. But thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. And uh, yeah, subscribe, share. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Boom.